Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Leah, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Thursday, November 21st, 2013. Today we're reading from the big book. You'll find us in Chapter 11 entitled A Vision for You on page 164, um, the last paragraph. Today's readers are Diane on the 12 Steps, Philomena reading the 12 Traditions, Katie, Julie, Lisa, and Kathy Kay. The share ID number for yesterday's meeting, that's Wednesday, November 20th, is 5493. That's 5493. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive overeating and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now call on Diane to read the 12 steps. Good morning, everyone. This is Diane from New Hampshire. Grateful to be here this morning. 12 steps. Number one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you, Diane. I will now call on Philomena to read the 12 traditions. Thank you, Leah. Uh, This is Philomena, grateful to be here doing service. 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, 
Every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, film, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you. Thank you, Philomena. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speaker's, should be muted. And we today we resume our study. We are in the chapter entitled, A Vision for You. We're on page 164, the very last paragraph. And I will ask Katie to begin reading the first two sentences of that paragraph, please. Good morning. This is Katie, a recovered compulsive overeater in Virginia. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Well, I was just uh, talking to my sponsor this morning about the fact that, you know, I'm uh, experiencing a new level of freedom with um, the other people in my life. I just laughed because, you know, I've been absent for a long time. And I thought that once, you know, I had done these steps and I lost all my weight and, you know, that everything was just going to be perfect and I would never do, you know, I wouldn't have all these character defects and all these different um, uh interactions that I would have to, you know, check over with other people and, and, you know, to make sure that I was in line with God's will. I just thought I would always know God's will once I surrendered. You know, once I took that third step, I thought that, you know, my life was just going to be easy. (laughs) That's what I wanted. I wanted that easy button. And, you know, this is um, abandoning myself to God it's a daily thing. It's a daily thing to admit my faults to to God and to my fellows. You know, I had an interaction yesterday with my boss. The same kind of interaction with him I've had a thousand times. And this time when it happened, I was like, I didn't say this to him, yuck. In my head, I thought, what is wrong with me? Why did I do that again? And I feel like for you know, I really was at a different level of saying, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm I'm not going to act like a four-year-old, which is how I was acting for a split second. And, you know, I didn't think that when I first did this program that I was going to have to keep looking at my character defects and have to keep growing and changing. I think I'm starting to repeat myself. So with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Katie. Anyone else like to comment on these first two sentences?
This is Sally. Sally, go ahead. That's Monica. And then Monica. Go ahead, Sally. Good morning. A vision for you. It's Sally in South Jersey, recovered compulsive overeater. So I love this word, abandon. They use such strong language all the time in this book. Just, um, But the word abandon means surrender. It also means give up. So surrender yourself to God. Give up yourself to God. And so when I read that, I... I sort of have to take it apart because it's what is it telling me to abandon? It's telling me to give up myself. Abandon yourself to God. Surrender yourself to God. I'm splitting that word up on purpose because I do believe that it's really meant to be that way. And that's what we have to do. We have heard um, a wonderful Sunday morning um, special guest talk about how the first thing we have to do is understand what we have. What is this illness that we have? That it's a, a twofold disease, um, and of course we can go on and on about that. And then we have to understand the solution. On page twenty-five, it's very clear what is the solution. And she goes on to say that the third thing we have to do is to give up self, and that's what I see them saying here: abandon, surrender yourself. To God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Um, I just want to bring up page 46, a very precious, at the bottom of the page, a very precious thing that ties in so beautifully here. It says, we found that God does not make too hard terms with those who seek him. To us, the realm of spirit is broad, roomy, all-inclusive, never exclusive or forbidding to those who earnestly seek. It is open, we believe, to all men. And so when we consider surrendering or abandoning, giving up ourselves to God as, as we understand God and in admitting our faults to him, it's very important to be mindful that our higher power should be And if he's not, you definitely should fire your higher power and get a new higher power. But my higher power is very loving and gentle. The way is broad. And um, I look at, on a daily basis, I have a choice. I can cross the Niagara Falls in ballet slippers on a high wire, or I I can, as page 102 tells us, I can build a relationship with my higher power and a walkway that's four feet wide and cross over the dangerous waters of of food um, and eating disorder. And God wills that for all of us. Thanks for letting me share that I passed. Thank you, Sally. Monica, please. Thank you, Leah. Good morning, everyone. My name is Monica. I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. And um, and I want to go a little further with the abandon, yes, surrender, to give up, to leave, to cease, or withdraw from. And I could take this two ways. I could, you know, abandon myself to God, give myself to God, or withdraw from the craziness, be willing to give up the craziness, abandon the um, my will here, abandon my craziness to God. As you understand God, <clears throat> excuse me, and I think that's what's really important here in this sentence is as you understand God. And we are in the chapter, A Vision for You. And so they're <clears throat> wishing us, they're hoping that we will connect with something they have said. And they have tried to show us what the vision for us can be. And they're not asking us or telling us that we have to understand in any particular God of theirs or, any, or, or anybody's as I understand God. And that is a process that we develop as we're working through these steps. So they're saying, right now, as you understand God, whatever that is, that's a good enough beginning point for you. And we wish you well, and we would like you to have this vision that we see. Admit your faults to him. So that first sentence is, is, is part of step three, two and three. And then admit your faults to him and to your fellows. 
And of course, here they're talking about step five. After you've done your inventory, you're going to admit these faults to God and another human being who's your witness. And this is part of our steps, part of the cleaning house of this process that we go through to develop this relationship with a God of our understanding. And it's awesome. And I hope it's a vision for all of you. And I pass. Thank you, Monica. Anyone else like to comment on these first two sentences? Hi, this is Sheila. Sheila and then Irini. Thank you. Good morning. This is Sheila from New York. I just wanted to... Couldn't say more than Sally and Monica's already said. They said it so well. Um, just abandon yourself to God and I think of surrendering. Um, in the past, I used to think giving up surrendering meant I failed or I couldn't accomplish something. Today is a release. It's a release of a burden, a burden that I can no longer carry or choose no longer to carry. The gift is finding a fellow that I am able to trust that I can turn and surrender my faults over to. And that's been a gift. Just wanted to identify it. Thank you for letting me share. Thank you, Sheila. Irini, go ahead. Good morning, everyone, um, my brothers and sisters. My name is Irini, very gratefully recovered. Thank you, God, to surrender. Wow. Letting go. Letting go is really so much easier than fighting than trying to struggle to be perfect and trying to always get it our way. It's just letting go. As soon as I, my vision is when you hold something, your fist is tightly shut. You're, you're holding on to whatever, anger, resentment. And if you don't open that fist up, if you don't open it up to let go of what you're holding on to, then you cannot receive what you were meant to receive. So just opening up that fist and letting everything drop from that hand of whatever you're holding on to, and then you're able to receive the light and the love and the patience and the tolerance and the acceptance that God offers to us. And once we give our lives up, once we give everything, then that's when we really find our true lives as God would have us be. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you, Irini. Anyone else like to comment on these first two sentences? This is Janice. Janice, go ahead. Yes, good morning to you, Leo, and good morning, Vision, for you. Um, This is Janice, recovered compulsive overeater from Massachusetts. I'm just going to take again that first sentence and hope I'm not redundant. It's going to be very short. Abandon, we know, means surrender, and it's surrender. What am I surrendering? I'm surrendering my ego. I'm surrendering my powerlessness. This is a summary of the first three steps. I'm surrendering my powerlessness to a solution. And the solution for me is the God, is the higher power of my understanding. I don't have to define it. I don't have to tell you what it means. I don't have to explain it because I can't. I can't explain it, you know. And I don't have to figure him out. I don't have to figure my God out. So that was a, that's, this is the foundation of the whole vision for you, is to surrender me, my powerlessness. I am powerless to find the power, and that is God. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you, Janice. Anyone else on these first two well, sentences? I think this is Bella. Can I share? Yes, Bella. Go ahead. Good morning. My name is Bella, and I am a thankful recovered compulsive overeater. Thank you, Leah, for leading this meeting, and thank you. <clears throat> sorry, and thank you, everybody that is on the line. Abandon yourself to God. It's to give up something for myself that it was till now a part of my life. Now that I am giving up, I have an empty space, and I have to fill it out. With what I am going to fill it out, admit your fault to him. Yes, what means admit your fault to him? Yes, I accept God. God, you are the power and you are running the show and you are running my life. And I am a human 
you created me as a human. What means a human? A human means that I have faults and I need God's help. I want to remove my faults, but only with God's help. I cannot remove them by my own power. And if I think that I can do it by my own power, I will never be aware and accept those faults. Now I am willing to accept, yes, this is what I am abounding me. Yes, I am a human, I have my character defects, and I want you to help me to remove them. And I know that I will never be perfect. I am looking for progress. And the progress is only when I am connected to God. And uh, this is a wonderful freedom. I don't have to show and to prove again and again that I am perfect and I am running my life. It's a wonderful freedom, peaceful mind. Thank you for letting me share and I pass. Thank you, Bella. Good morning, everybody. This is Leah. I too wanted to comment on this statement, abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Um, you know, someone mentioned it was like a summary of the first three steps. Um, you know, my powerlessness um, became the, the bedrock of desperation to seek and find a power outside of myself, greater than myself, that could restore me to sanity. Um you know, the purpose of these first uh, three steps is not to feel, you know, on top of the world. Um, You know, it was a feeling of emptying out any residual notion that I had the power or the resources within myself to help myself out of the shackles of this disease and to heal myself. You know, that I was finished. I was done with any remedies, with any methods up my sleeve. I mean, I was dredging the bottom, and I realized there was nothing there for me. You know, I mean, if I wanted continued years or decades in mayhem, addiction certainly promised me that. But, you know, I had exhausted all those options. I was completely worn out from this disease. And the person who was recovered, who cracked open this book and brought these pages to life, made it very clear to me that there was a solution, that there was a way out, but it was not going to be through any human aid. It was not going to be through any intellect or brain cells that I could summon up It was not going to be through, you know, uh, the material. It wasn't going to be a physical solution. It wasn't going to come out of uh, any, you know, heroic efforts on anyone else's part. It was going to be a solution that had to do with the fourth dimension. It was going to be beyond materiality. It was going to be in the world of the spirit. And I could have it. If I threw myself, surrendered myself, let go, you know, I had to realize that there was no depth to which I could not sink in this disease of compulsive overeating. There was no wretchedness which I was not prepared to experience. I could keep going. I could keep digging. I had the shovel in my hand. (laughs) If I wanted to keep shoveling deeper and deeper into the depths of misery of this disease and all it has to offer, by all means, (laughs) I had, you know, I, I, I could do that. Or I could surrender myself. I could throw myself. And with that humility and with that ego deflation, that was the bedrock to begin the rest of the program. Because if I thought I had the power over this disease, then I don't need to abandon myself and to believe that there's a power greater than myself to restore me to sanity. And if I don't believe that, then I certainly don't need to turn my will and my life over to that power in step three. And if I don't do that, well, then I certainly don't have to, um, you know, be motivated to do steps four or five, like admit your faults to him and to your fellows. I don't have to do that. 
And that work is the essence of step three. So the question was up to me. And it's the same question that I ask myself every day. Who do I, you know, which master do I want to serve today? Do I want to serve the master of disease? It's always there. By all means, I could do that. Or do I want to serve the ultimate master, a God, as I understand him? Those are the two choices. There was no door number three for someone like me. And with that, I pass. Anyone else on these two sentences before we move on? Good morning. This is Leah from New York. Leah, go ahead. Hi. Um, first of all, I want to thank everyone for this service and for um, being on this line continuously every morning. I think that um, especially those who service and share all the time are proof not only that this program works, but that they can actually abandon themselves to the God of their own understanding. And they're doing this not for the ego, but for their um, for their recovery and to help others recover too. Um, I was at a meeting last night and we were talking about step one. Um, and part of it, it was let go and let God. And um, one of the shares was, there isn't anything at this point that I don't have to surrender to God. It's only if I I started out by surrendering my food and my disease. But once I started recovering, I had to learn, and I still have to learn on a daily basis, that I have to surrender myself and everything to God all the time, or he's going to let me mess up. But then I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you, Leah. Let's move on to the next two sentences with Julie, please. Hi, this is Julia, Recovered Compulsive Overeater in California. Clear away the wreckage of your past and give freely of of what you find and join us. Um, you know, those are two powerful sentences for me. Um, you know, on page 64, it talks about that we have to um, be convinced, you know, that self is manifested in various ways. Well, how do we do that? Well, we have to look at our, our past and I have to, you know, clear clear it so that I could see where I'm going so I could have that transformation. And, you know, when I first did my um, inventory upon coming back to program a year ago, I had a lot of things that I had to clear up. And those are the things that, you know, I kept on returning to the food for. Um, and it's not just about the food. It was, you know, I learned the art of manipulation and... Uh, ego and control and self-will, all of these things that kept me stuck, stuck in the disease. And it wasn't until I was able to do a thorough, thorough inventory so that I could see my brokenness. I mean, that was the whole key. When I was in the food, I didn't care if I was manipulative. I didn't care if I discounted someone. But today it's different. And it's not that I'm not going to make a mistake. I'm going to have to clear away wreckages that um, happen on a daily basis. Um, I have one that I have to clear up that just happened. And, you know, by living in 10, 11, and 12, I'm able to do that. And the other part, give freely of what you find and join us. I mean, we have a whole chapter written for that, working with others. And I love that first couple of sentences when it talks about practical experience shows that nothing will so much ensure immunity from drinking as intensive work with other alcoholics. You know, as of today, you know, I'm working with three people. And um, I need to freely give what's been given to me from my sponsor. And sometimes I take calls at 2 o'clock in the morning um, sometimes um, I have to change my plans. Sometimes I can't be there and I need to deal with that. But it's freely given because I want to give back. I, I just think of Bill in that um, bar. You know, he had two choices. Go to the bar and drink or go and pick up that phone. Um, and that that has kept me in sync with my God by reaching out to others, by calling newcomers. And not because I have to make a phone call. It's because I need to make a phone call. I need to talk and to give away what I have 
or I will surely die, and I'm going to die by morbid obesity, obesity, or I'm going to die an emotional death and a spiritual death. So it's so, so important to clear away the wreckage of our past because for me, it was those chains. Um, I was bound to a way of living that was not conducive to being recovered, and I had to see that. I had to go deeper and deeper and deeper. And like I said, even today, when I do my nightly review, there's some things that come up that's like, wow, where did that come from? So I am excited, excited what, you know, the next 20 years are going to be like living as I'm living today. Um, and I wouldn't have been able to be clear if I hadn't have done these steps. So thank you so much. Thank you, Julie. Would anyone else like to comment on these two sentences? Penny C. Penny C, go ahead. Hi, good morning, everybody. Good morning, everybody. Um, this is Penny C., recovered compulsive overeater from Boston. Clear away the record of your past. Give freely of what you what you find. Um, that give freely of what you find is a summary of the whole twelfth step, because we can only give away what we've got. So that means that I had to. In, in this instance, go through all the other 12 steps and and have found recovery before I can give it away. And I just want to quote from page 20. Our very lives as ex-problem drinkers depend upon our constant thought of others and how we may help meet their needs. And so I, I try to make it a practice that when I'm, um, responding to somebody else's phone call or I'm, I'm reaching out to newcomers or others that I might hear on the line, that I, I say it not, not only for their sake but more for my sake, that I'm doing this because, you know, it's, it's saving my life. This program saved my life and uh, constant work with others is the only way that I'm going to be able to keep what I have and and remain in, in recovery. With that, I pass. Thank you. Kim, go ahead. Good morning. Good morning, Leah. Good morning, my fellows. My name is Kim G, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from South Jersey. Give freely of what you find and join us. So what have we found? What did we find in this big book? What did we find in this 12-step fellowship? You know, for for years in LA, I thought, well, I found a food plan that's going to make me thin. Isn't that wonderful? I found this temporary respite where I can have periods of abstinence, but I'm always going to go back to the food. But what is this big book promising? What am I finding here? And, and I go back to there is a solution I'm on the page 17. It says the feeling of having shared in a common peril is one element of the powerful cement which binds us, but that in itself would never have held us together as we are now joined. The tremendous fact for every one of us is that we have discovered a common solution. We have a way out in which we could absolutely agree. So this chapter of vision for you is telling us what we can find. We can find a solution to our problem. We can find a solution. That is the power of a meeting like a vision for you. It's the power of any Overeaters Anonymous meeting that is bound on that solution. When we are bound on the problem, that's not helpful. We need to be bound on the solution that's going to let us go out. So what is that problem? For years I thought food and weight was my problem. And if that was true, then the times I would have got accident, I would have been fine and gone on with my life. The dozens of times I lost my weight, I would have been fine and I would have gone on with my life. So what is that problem? That problem is a separation from God. That problem is self. That problem is selfishness and self-centeredness is the root of my trouble. Ultimately, I discovered by working these steps, by clearing away that wreckage, that it was all about getting my way. I need to have my way. And what does that look like? If I can, if when I don't get my way in the past, it causes resentment. When I don't get my way right now, it causes anger and depression. And when my fear of not getting um, my way in the future is going to cause fear. So it's, that is my problem. So what do I find here? I find a way 
in order to have a relationship with a higher power so that I can find ease and comfort in that higher power and I no longer need to go to the only solution I ever knew, which was the food. So when it says give freely of what you find and join us, we have to be clear on what we found. We have come to a 12-step program, ironically, spoiler alert, to work the 12 steps. Because through the 12 steps, we will find a solution to all of our problems. And our problem, I mean, that solution is a relationship with a higher power. And then we will join that community of people that are united on that way to escape, which we find so beautifully um, presented in this first 164 pages. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Kim. Anyone else like to comment on these two statements? This is Paula Mashia. Yes, Paula. Go ahead. Thank you very much. This would be Paula, recovered compulsive overeater. Says here clearly, clear oh, isn't that strange? Clear away the wreckage of your past. It will follow you. It always came into my today's and it determined my tomorrows. So the wreckage, what is a wreckage? It's what it was. To cause, to become a wreck, to ruin. Ruin my life, and yet I was the hand that did it. Ah, so the past. Clear it away, but look at what it says. The next line. What opens up? Give freely of what you find and join us. And it's been stated what we find. Yeah, in the 12 steps, we see what we find. We find a life. We found a life that was lost and wrecked. I wanted to go to a page of what I found, two of the things. There's so much in this book. You know, this is not a, this is not a message to read. This is a message to live and to carry. It says here on page 153, then you will know what it means to give of yourself that others may survive and rediscover life. You will learn the full meaning of love thy neighbor as thyself. Wherever your neighbor is, perhaps you think your neighbor is next door. No, it's the one, yes, next door it is, the one you work with, the one you live with the one you share with. All neighbors, all go under that. But it also says, and we lo- I love when it says, you, you, the gold mine, we read that all the time, the gold mine. What happens? We found a gold mine? Sweetheart, think of what a mine is. A mine is deep in the earth. And there's work to be done. Even in finding gold, you must chip away. And there away. Chip away, clear away. And what does it say there? Our pick struck gold. Joy at our release from a lifetime of frustration knew no bounds. I can't, I can't, I can't. Finally, when I realized, I couldn't. I couldn't. First step, only God could. Then it says, Father feels, this is in the family afterwards, he has struck something better than gold. For a time, he may try to hug the new treasure to himself. Yes. He may not not see at once that he has barely scratched a limitless load which will pay dividends only if he minds it for the rest of his life and insists on giving away the entire product. There it is. That's how you get to keep it. There it is. Again, I will repeat myself. Give freely of what you find more than enough. And join us. Now look at those words. Join us. Not alone anymore. Together. Commence shoulder to shoulder. Thank you for allowing me to share on this beautiful sentence. And with that, I do pass. Thank you, Paula. Anyone else like to comment on these two sentences? This is Helena. May I share? Yes, Helena, go ahead. Good morning. Um, I have to say that I came into the line late, so I have not heard all the sharing so far. But um, this is a great paragraph. Uh, The paragraph before says that our book is meant to be suggestive only. This paragraph is being really specific. It doesn't sound much like suggestion. It sounds much more like marching orders. And, of course, the big book 
I have said that the 12 steps themselves are only suggestions. But if you want what the big people who wrote the big book have, we will do what their marching orders are. Clear away the wreckage of your past. And I know some have said that this is maybe the first three steps and the first four, first nine. It could be that way. It could be that clear away the wreckage of the past to me is all the steps. Give freely of what you find and join us. We have no choice but to give freely of what we find because we will not keep it if we do not give it away. That's all I have to share. Thank you. Thank you, Helena. Anyone else? This is Sharon. Sharon, your turn. Thank you, Leah. This is Sharon, recovered compulsive overeater in um, Colorado. And um, clear away the wreckage of your past and then give freely of what you find and join us. And uh, by God's grace, I've been going through these uh, steps, and I have completed um, through step nine and uh, am now living in the growth steps. But I saw so much wreckage when I completed those steps. And selfish, you know, one of my questions always was, you know, what the cause was, why I was angry or resentful, and what it was was that I wanted them to see things my way or do things my way. Um, I mean, I was constantly focused on the other person and what I thought they should do or not do. And then when that I couldn't uh, achieve that, then I went to the self-seeking, which was, okay, um, I'll try and be more gracious or more suggestive or, you know, virtuous to try and get my way. And if that didn't work, then sometimes I had to become a little bit more aggressive in the way that I tried to get my way. And then the dishonesty was where I saw that I was constantly in conflict with other people, constantly in conflict with anyone that was not seeing things my way. And, you know, I was just like that person that, um, you know, could, could see the little speck in your eye but be blind to the plank in my own eye. And that's what I saw over and over again in my inventory. And then the lies I told myself then were, you know, nobody loves me, nobody appreciates me, uh, nobody realizes how hard I'm trying to make their lives better. And then the fear came uh, of always those two things, like it states in the 12 and 12, I'm not going to get what I want or demand, or I'm going to lose what I have. So there was a tremendous amount of wreckage. And... um, it was very painful because I just kept seeing these things over and over and over again as I wrote. And yet the solution is I began by abandoning myself to God and take this old self and allow him to restore and heal and renew me in, in what he has in mind and in store for me. And then I will be able to give freely of what I've found and join others like I have on this line. And I'm so grateful to each and every one of you and to each and every one of you that have taught me as I've listened every day. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart because I'm seeing things that I had not seen. And now, um, you know, I was like a dead woman walking around. You know, when someone's condemned to die and they take them out of the jail to take them to execute them, they say, dead man walking. Well, that was me. I was a dead woman walking around and didn't even realize it. So with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Sharon. This is Larissa. Larissa, go right ahead. Good morning, everyone. This is Larissa, grateful, recovered, compulsive reader in New York. Um, The clear away the wreckage of your past, give freely of what you find and join us. Um, When I did my fourth step inventory and really learned about the exact nature of my wrongs in column four, looking at how I was selfish, dishonest, self-seeking, frightened, and inconsiderate. I really learned in the dishonesty part how my worldview was one of scarcity, that I wanted what everyone else had because I didn't think there was enough to go around. So my perspective on life and my willingness to show up for others was all from a space of what's in it for me. What am I going to get from it? And so the beauty of this give freely of what you found, the, the ultimate form of selfish self-centeredness is to take the gift of our own freedom that we are given by working these steps and gaining access to the God of our understanding so that he is doing for us 
what we could not do for ourselves. The ultimate form of selfish self-centeredness is to not be in constant thought of how to help the man who's so sick. And so this paragraph and these lines are reminding us that what we were given was a gift that was truly given to us. And we have an obligation, but more so the, the gift of being able to give back what was truly given. And it reminds us, like every single opportunity that we get to, I get to show up to be part of the stream of life, to handle life on life's terms, to be of service to God and man, to see how I'm treating other people in the world around me. Will be kind and loving towards all. You know, that's a really tall order every single day, but God gets us there. At least it's something to grow towards every day if we notice it's not happening. And so I'm, I'm blown away about the life I get to live today, about how useful I get to be in the world, how, how my words bring comfort and ease to other people. It's a miracle to me because all I cared about was shoving food in me. That's who I was before. Me, 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 me. What about me? When am I going to get what I want? How is it going to look? You know, it's just so much, you know, misery and discomfort in being trapped inside me. And now I get to open my eyes and ask God, how can I give me? How can I freely give what I have found in this 12-step way of life, this design for living? How can I be of service to God and the world around me today? And every single time I'm given the privilege of carrying this message to the man who's so sick and sponsoring someone through these beautiful directions for how to live life on life's terms, it inoculates me. It gives me so much safety and protection from ever having the need, wish, or desire to go back to the behavior of shoving food into me as a coping mechanism for life. It never worked. That solution never worked. This solution always does. And it is... um, it is an honor and a privilege to be able to give freely today. Um, I'm so grateful that God is making me useful. Thank you, everyone, for being on the line today. Thank you for letting me share with that. Thank you, Larissa. It says, give freely of what you find and join us. Um, you know, we have a very specific message to carry here. It's the message of the program of recovery, that there is a way out. There is a uh, result after the implementation of these steps um, that leads to a spiritual awakening, a personality change sufficient to bring about recovery. It's very focused. There's an aim and a goal and an objective. Uh, that prior statement, clear away the wreckage of your past, Again, you know, the big book makes it very clear. The main problem rested in my mind, not my intellect. Um, my value system, my beliefs, my ideas, all action is born in thought. If my thinking was twisted, if my thinking was distorted because of the separation from God, then obviously all my actions were going to be twisted and distorted, and that creates a lot of wreckage. I'm reminded of the bedevilments that are mentioned on page 52. You know, we had to ask ourselves why we shouldn't apply to our human problems the same readiness to change our point of view. We were having trouble with personal relationships. Check. We couldn't control our emotional natures. Check. We were prey to misery and depression. Check. We couldn't make a living. Check. We had a feeling of uselessness. Check. We were full of fear. Check. We were unhappy. We couldn't seem to be of real help to other people. Check. I mean, that was the result and the wreckage of the way I had been living my life, of my thinking and my distortion um, in my view of life. The inventory process, steps four through nine, is an analytical determination of the facts. It's not a judgment about behavior. We have an opportunity through the steps four through nine to look at the underlying motives, the causes and conditions, and to identify those values and belief systems that were creating wreckage in my life. Then having had done that, then I, uh, you know, have the opportunity to move from self-centeredness to God-centeredness, then I have a message to carry of a spiritual awakening. 
And we have the opportunity, recovered people have the opportunity to shine the light of that, that experience on this very same path so that new people can uh, walk that same path and have their own spiritual experience. That's the dignity of the spiritual process. And that is the responsibility and the obligation of those who are recovered to carry that message and to shine the light on the path so that new people can have their own experience. And with that, I pass. Let's move on and finish up this paragraph, please, with Lisa. Yes, go ahead. Good morning, Leah. This is Lisa Renee from South Jersey, recovered compulsive overeater. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then. I love this li- those lines. Um, <clears throat> you know, when I hear that, it takes me back to page 17 in There is a Solution that talks about um, that we're from so many different walks in life and so many different backgrounds. And I don't know about anybody else, but I never felt like I fit in anywhere in my family or I was always the odd man out. Nobody understood me. Um, We are people who normally would not mix, but there exists among us a fellowship, a friendliness, and an understanding which is indescribably wonderful. And it is wonderful that we have one another. And further down it says the feeling of having shared in a common peril is one element in the powerful cement which binds us. And so when I, when I hear, we shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, this process doesn't happen overnight. They use the word as you trudge the road of happy destiny. This is work. It's simple as that. It's, it's work. It's a lot of work. But it is a beautiful journey if we lean into the fellowship of the Spirit. As I went through my process of the steps, you know, when I was at step nine, step eight rather, preparing for step nine, it was very challenging. I didn't want to go out and and make these amends. I, I was scared. I was going, I felt guilty. I felt bad. I had all these feelings, but I could pick up the phone and call any recovered person. I don't have to know you. I don't have to uh, like you even. But if you've gone through this process, we have a bond, a bond in the spirit that transcends all of the ego things, all the personality things that is just about recovering. And we don't have to do this alone. I'm so grateful to know that I am not walking alone anymore and that God is blessing me each day and keeping me. And as was shared earlier, you're never, you're never done with this. I always thought, Oh, okay, when I do the steps and, and, you know, life is going to be grand. Well, some days it's grand. Some days it's not so grand. Some days are hard. Some days are sad. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. If you lean into the grace of God and into your fellows, Thank you for allowing me to share. With that, I pass. Thank you, Lisa Renee. Anyone else like to comment? Deborah. Yes. Monica. Barbara, and then Monica. 
perhaps there wasn't a Barbara. Who else was there? There was Deborah. Deborah, and then Monica, please go ahead. Hi, this is Deborah. Good morning, everyone. Um, glad to be a part of this wonderful recovering, um, recovered community. And the sentence, we shall um, be with you in the spirit, fellowship with the spirit, and you shall surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then. And it is a fellowship of spirit. I have met so many wonderful people, um, and probably a majority of them, or 70, 80% of them, have just been over the phone and think wonderfully that, you know, um, my real purpose, as it mentions on page 77 into action, Our real purpose is to fit ourselves to be of maximum service to God and the people about us. And the communication of this world, of this day and time, allows um, phone lists on the computer and to where I can reach out and be sponsors and not be uh, solely dependent on just the ones in my community who may or may not want what I have at this time. But uh, when I got on the line, there were 227 other people on this line. And it just brings me great joy that there are multitudes of people who want this, who um, study this, who help reinforce and teach that these simple steps be they not always easy, are a foundation um, where I can help others and, and it's part of my recovery and that I can teach them that they too um, will grow in that recovered state of mind by getting out and helping others. And with that, I pass. Thank you for letting me share. Thank you. And our last comment from Monica, please. Thank you, Leah, and this is Monica, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. We shall be with you. Oh, what hope, what hope. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit. And you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. You know, when I first read this, that word trudge just didn't sound very good to me at all. But when I looked it up, it said, move oneself slowly along. Well, okay, okay, that's, that, that sounded better than what I was thinking in my mind. And you know what? This road of happy destiny, this is the destination. This is where we are meant to be. And and we shall be there for you all who are just starting the path. And if you're just starting the path, those who are ahead of you who have gone through the 12 steps, we have lanterns, we have light, and we will shine light on that path for you to see your way through the steps of the path and so that you can have your own experience the road of happy destiny it's our destination to be on this path and we are the lucky ones we have found this road and it is a happy destination you work through the steps you trust God you clean house and you help others And it's such a great place Um, and the freedoms and the joys that you will get. You know, if you don't like where you're at, if you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, come along. We'll reach your hand. We've got a light and we'll help you on this path, this destiny. And it is a happy place. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Monica. And thank you to everyone who has shared this morning. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 64, followed by the serenity prayer. And Kathy Kay, would you reread, please, from page 164? Yes, thank you, Leah, for your service, and thanks to everyone. Kathy Kay, a recovered compulsive reader from Massachusetts. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each and each day for the man who still is sick. 
the answers will come own houses in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.